Thank you for joining us for this episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and my ever-wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hi, Karen. How are you doing today? Hey, Michelle. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. You know, rolling along, rolling along. It's all we can do these days. <laughs> it's rolling pretty quickly. I, I cannot believe, even though we have been... So focused on calendars and all of the things, I swear it feels like we went from July to like, here we are, end of September in a day. That's what it feels like. Yes. Yes. It it feels like as I I near the close of every month, I say, whew, what a ride. (laughs) Yeah. So... Yes, it, it's definitely, we are in interesting times as ever. It just seems like the the items of interest are the things that change, which leads us to our topic today. When this podcast has hit, I believe, in fact, well, I believe they have voted, but the WGA, the writer's strike is over after, yeah. gosh, what was it? Over 140 days. It was since May of this year. Yeah. They have been on strike. Yeah. yeah, it was like 146 days. Very long strike. Yes, but in their holding out, they they reached some what you could call historic um, gains regarding the use of AI in writing, which is something we've touched on a lot here. And you know, we enjoy the many good things about using AI, but you know, as as this writer strike has definitely brought to into the light, you know, there are of course some concerns, you know, about how is this going to affect how they do their work, how they are fairly compensated for their work. So we're going to dive in a little bit about that today and just AI and tech in general. So let's do it. So yeah. the big takeaway that the writers gained was that they can choose to use AI when performing writing services with consent from their production partners, but they can't be forced to do so, which I thought was a pretty big gain. It's not like they just say, here, just uh, AI us a script for the next sitcom. You know, yeah, it's, I think that it's, I think it's historic in that we are in this time where, Automation technology is really taking front and center in many industries. Surprisingly, technology is also a big negotiation point in the UAW strike, which living here in Michigan, that looms very large and is very much front page news. And, you know, as with, you know, I think back to other times when there were big technological leaps, like the internet, when that became accessible and we started to be able to, you know, read news and gain information on the internet. When you have these big shifts in the way that you do work, unfortunately, laws, rights are not keeping pace with that, with the speed of innovation. And so there's always this tension point between moving from the past and moving toward the future. What I think is really interesting about this is that we're learning and and the writer's strike has taught us this. They're not saying that AI is terrible. Don't use it. Don't ever use it. Let's go backwards. They're embracing the future and grappling with, okay, yes, we want to use this tool. We think that it has some efficiencies. It has some greatness, but they're fighting to keep the humanity and, and their talent and their skill set. And 
as sophisticated as AI is becoming right before our very eyes, I do not think that we should ever be so lax to believe that a technological device, no matter how well-trained it is, can replace the creativity of the human mind, period, full stop. Whether that's writing, visually, strategic planning. I mean, there are things that AI can and cannot do. And so I think that this strike, the spillover to every industry has really put workers' rights front and center, but also front and center that we need to value what people really bring to the table. That is so, so true. I mean, you know, not that we want to think back to the pandemic, but what got us through? It was the art that these creators created to, you know, at a time when we could not be together as we were used to being, you know, we we at least got to still think and have emotions thanks to binging Netflix for weeks on end. <laughs> so I, I am very glad that they, that they got this deal because I, you know, not that I have any say, but I think it is a good deal because it's, like you say, it's, you know, AI is not the devil. It can be a great tool. And, you know, as we've been saying all along, rather than just closing off to it and thinking, ugh, this tech is going to take my job, it's going to be terrible, we need to embrace it. Because those of us who do embrace it, learn how to use it well, learn how to incorporate it into our everyday, are going to be the ones that, you know, can still see see a, a living and success and and you know don't be afraid of it you know it's it's not certainly not perfect and like you say like anything that you know regulations and laws lagging far behind i mean my goodness we still you know social media is still this ever evolving thing that you know our congress in the u.s is still talking about maybe we should regulate this I'm like you think maybe a little bit <laughs> I mean, I completely agree. There are, there have been some disturbing ethical things that have come up. So for PR practitioners, I think it's really important. And here's the alarm that I absolutely will sound. And I may say this so much that you all will get sick of hearing it. But the alarm that I will sound is not to be afraid to use AI, not to be afraid to incorporate it into your work. I would say the alarm is really digging deep and being able to clearly articulate and demonstrate what your value is to clients. Because let's all be honest about this. In the short term, AI is going to shift some budgets. It just will. This is what happens when innovation comes into play. I have already heard anecdotes from people where their budgets have either been cut or they have been eliminated because clients believe that AI could be a replacement. And with the shifting media landscape and the shifting social media landscape as well, there are actually a lot of threats that I don't think that we can ignore. So if you're in the PR camp of everything's fine, everything's fine, we'll all be fine. Don't worry about it. All of the stuff has happened before. True. But we should not be asleep on this one. We really shouldn't. We have to really dig down, really spend some time saying, okay, What is it that I really offer clients? We know this, but I feel like we really do struggle to both articulate it and demonstrate it. That means 
coming up with custom measurement dashboards, being able to put numbers and metrics to what you do and showing it to clients and making sure that it's the things that matter most to them. Right. Putting together custom dashboards is not that hard. We've talked about this in the past for so many years at Solo PR Pro. We've had example custom dashboards. There's lots of examples out there. If you want us to do some, you know, type of a workshop on this, we're happy to bring in other experts and to do that. But I think that we should be taking this seriously and understanding that what our understanding and our perspective may not necessarily mirror those that are hiring us. Right. Especially if they are not of the creative mind or, or the, they're, they're not communicators. So, you know, even though it's, it's a punch in the gut to us perhaps, or wounds our ego, we've also been through this before with the rise of, of creative tools of, well, everyone can design and everyone can write and we can all do social and, you know, yeah, maybe they can get by with it. Maybe they can get by with badly written copy that doesn't really communicate. But one day <laughs> they will write something that could be damaging to them. You know, I love that example that you brought up about designers, because let's be honest, how many of us embrace Canva like our life depended on it and stopped paying designers to do social media graphics or to do simple designs because we had a tool. And so I think that it would be irresponsible of us to rest on our laurels and say, but we're different, we're protected. That's not necessarily true. And so, you know, again, I do think that we're in this weird part right here between old and new and shifting over where it's going to be more important than ever that we become better about communicating what we do. And if you think that you're doing this, I would challenge you to think a little more deeply because, you know, I spend a lot of time in PR forums and groups and I I see what people are saying and I see the questions that they're asking and I hear the client struggles that people are, are having and we're not that good at it. We really are not. I mean, and please know that as I, you know, encourage you all to do that, that I am doing the same exact thing, doing that deep work and, and really like going levels deeper and saying, okay, am, am I doing the best job of really articulating what I do? And I'm also rethinking what I actually sell to clients. There are some things that maybe are going to go away for me and and that's okay. But I think that we all should be doing that work right now. And right now our clients are budgeting. So you want to think about this quickly <laughs> and make sure that you're ready for the next year because this is real. And, and unfortunately, unlike the writers and the actors and the UAW where technology is also factored into their negotiations, we don't have a union. It's just you. <laughs> Our union is, hey, so we'll support one another, but we don't have, you know, that collective bargaining power. So we've got to get it together for ourselves and be ready to advocate for ourselves. Right, right. And it, it also, I think it comes back a lot to checking in with your clients and saying, you know, hey, here's what we've been doing so far this year. How's that tracking with you? Have your needs changed? Have your needs changed? That may help you get an inkling of where they are and what they're thinking without 
you know, if you're not comfortable with calling it right out, which, you know, might not be a comfortable conversation, but just checking in and saying, you know, what are your goals? Have your corporate goals shifted? Because a lot of times, you know, hey, some companies, depending on their size, they don't even have kind of like a solo shop. You don't often have the opportunity to even evaluate that. You're just keeping going. But others are. And, you know, it depends to what degree they are paying attention to what's going on. But I assure you they are. And, you know, how to properly incorporate it into what they're doing to make sure that, you know, you can still be an asset for them. Because I know this, we all can still be assets. It's just making sure they realize that. For sure. And thank you so much for calling that point out, because I do want our communicators to walk away knowing that we truly are valuable and that we do have a valuable skill set. But we have to take the personal out of it when we're talking about clients and what they think and what they see, because we all know that there are so many things that we do that clients do not even understand why that's valuable. All of the moving parts that we manage, the the things that we prevent from going wrong, they just, they don't always get that or don't appreciate how that takes skill to do. And they never will because no one's ever going to fully understand anyone else's job unless they've done it. We can kind of understand it in a way, but all of the nuances are impossible to know. The other thing that I think the writer strike brought out, which is a good point for us to all consider, is not only protecting our jobs, but having the conversations about how you're using AI. I don't think that you should shy away from AI conversations with your clients. Ask them how they're incorporating it. And also you want to think about protecting your work. Is that important to you? So if you write a blog post for a client, are you okay with that blog post then being repurposed by AI? Because this was something that came up in the writer strike. So if you're writing materials, do you want those materials to be used indefinitely without you for no pay? In our world, it works a little bit different. But again, you, you need to be thinking along the lines of what AI can do and how comfortable you are. And if necessary, have conversations with your legal counsel, you know, and ask like what what things should I be putting into my contracts to address AI? Do you need to disclose that you use AI as a tool? I am iffy on that one because yeah, I do not believe that we should just take AI and you know whatever they produce and then use it as is without any of our input and then yeah. hand it over because then that's not really, it's a tool, it's a work. Right, but right. Do you disclose the client that you use Muckrack for reporting? I mean- I do, but not in my contracts. Like I'm pretty transparent with clients like, oh, we use this to gather this. Here's what we can gather. But I think that we have to, we have to come to a place where we're comfortable. Is AI just another technological tool like your email system? Because it, it should be, it, it should just be another tech tool that you use. Agree. Agree. I see this coming up a lot about, you know, do I put this in my contracts that I use AI? And I'm I'm not sure why we would do that. Like why? Because then you're listing absolutely everything. Yeah. You list all of the technological tools that you're using in order to produce your work. But again, these are the kinds of things that I do think it's important to think about it and think about how we're using things and 
what needs to be disclosed and in what way and what needs to be protected and what those protections should be because we are in a new era and yeah. and I don't want any of us to to be taken advantage of or to be devalued in this transitional time. Right. And actually, I think that's an opportunity to bring it up, right? To help frame it for the client of, because I certainly wouldn't spell out to a client, well, I wrote this in words, so I use spell check for sure. And then I ran it through Grammarly just to check for plagiarism, even though I didn't plagiarize, but I just wanted to be sure. I mean, it's it could be exhaustive, but since AI is yeah. such a new, big, hairy thing, it's worth a conversation to say, hey, I consider this a tool which honestly makes me more efficient for you. But also, even though as AI is getting smarter, I mean, the tool that I use, I've noticed some blips. The quality's taken a little hit. There's a lot of flowery prose in there that I'm like, ugh, (laughs) depending what I feed it. So, you know, all all these things factor in to the conversations. And I I think it's about having those conversations with your client. Because again, you know, being a PR practitioner, we're communicators, but we're also sometimes therapists and we're educators. We're all the yeah. things, um, whether they realize it or not. <laughs> and here's a little AI hack for that, by the way, Michelle, for and for our listening audience. When you are using ChatGPT to generate content and you're not happy with the style, first you can, you know, prompt it differently with the style, yeah. but then you can ask it to rewrite it. Yes. In several different styles. So you can tell yes. it specifically, like you can say, rewrite this in conversational style or rewrite this, give me three different styles. And it'll tell you what style it's using and rewrite things. And so sometimes you'll find that there's a mix of styles that kind of works for you and gets you yeah. thinking and able to like pull it together. So yeah, yeah you can get away from the AI AI-ness <laughs> of it all. <laughs> Lose the flowery prose. <laughs> Yeah, that was junk. <laughs> Try yeah. again. Although I have to tell you that um, sometimes it's really fun to give AI a little bit of license and give it some fun prompts and tell it to do something weird because what you get back can be surprisingly just so creative. That's true. Yeah. So as we've been saying, you know, we can have fun with it, but it is a serious development in our <laughs> in all of our worlds and who knows what's to come but as always we want you to be as ready as possible and we know that our solos are savvy smarties to begin with so that already puts you steps ahead so don't be afraid of it but um, if you found value in this time together please pass it around please share the solo pr pro love and until next time thanks for joining us for that solo life (laughs) 